hello everyone good morning once again so i'm coming to you all the way from the throne of god to present to you this morning's kingdom message i hope we are all doing very well especially after the weekend so um i pray the word of god will speed ahead and that it will be honored in jesus's mighty name um, we are still on the topic of the spirit of might as one of the folds of the Holy Spirit who dwells before the presence of the Lord according to Revelation chapter 1. Um, so we are moving on to something else that the Spirit of Might enables us to do. So um, he's the one who enables his servants perform authentic signs and wonders. Now, when I say servants, I don't mean um, prophets or pastors or leaders of the church. I mean anyone who will avail himself for the Holy Spirit to use him. So a servant can be any member of the church that is a believer, a born-again person that is a servant. Okay. Now, the signs and wonders I'm talking about are not the type the magicians worked in in Pharaoh's palace in Exodus chapter 7 verse 11 such that um, Pharaoh then summoned wise men and sorcerers and the Egyptian magicians also did the same things by their secret acts. Neither the one demonstrated by false prophets as shown in Revelation chapter 13 which is powered by the spirit of deception where it says that then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horn and written on each head were names that blasphemed God. Fast forward, I saw that one of the beasts seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. Fast forward, then I saw another beast. Fast forward, he did outstanding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky. And with all the miracles, he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast. He deceived all the people who belong to this world. Okay, so um, what is being spoken of here is neither of the two. Okay, um, it is rather what Jesus promised the disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. When he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So this is exactly what happened to Jesus. Um, in Luke chapter 2 verse 39, when Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. Um, now the child Jesus grew up healthy and strong, okay? He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. This was the child Jesus filled with wisdom. In Luke chapter 3 verse 21, the Bible says that he was baptized and as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him. Note, he prayed to receive the Holy Spirit. In the same Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus now, full of the Holy Spirit, having had the Spirit descended upon him during baptism, was led by the Spirit to be tempted during a 40-day and night fast. In the same Luke chapter 4, verse 14, we see a gradual process. We are told that he was now filled with power from the Holy Spirit. So power did not come with the Holy Spirit. Power came after 
yet exercised it intensely and fervently. Having been filled with the Spirit, this man goes about doing good that amazes people. Okay, that is in Mark 1 27. Now, because Jesus worked by the Holy Spirit, he was offended when the teachers of the law accused him of being possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. They dared compared the Spirit of God to Satan. He warned them that what they were saying had an eternal consequence. They were calling the Holy and Pure Spirit of God a demon. Now, we see that in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 31, okay? Now, he says that, Therefore, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirits will not be forgiven. And whoever says a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come okay let me just digress a little bit okay now jesus says that um the person will not be forgiven in this age or in the age to come so have you wondered what this actually means does it mean that there are two types of forgiveness um well yes i want to say forgiveness is because like there are two types um either you're forgiven here on earth or in the next the next world to come let me explain it so matthew 12 32 suggests that forgiveness can be meted out to some here in this world while others in the world to come when you read um first peter 3 19 jesus went and preached to the spirits in prison that is the dead and those are um, the ones who disobeyed god long ago when god actually waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Okay. Now Jesus also went to preach to those who died also in uh, in the same book of chapter 4 verse 6. In this way, on judgment day, we will all be judged by the same measure. That is, by faith in the Son of God. They didn't get a chance to meet Jesus Christ. So Jesus went to them in prison to preach to them that I am the Christ to come. Now, what will happen is that even though they are in prison or they are dead, some can choose to believe him while others will still not believe him. So, some who believe Jesus' good news to them in the dead will be forgiven in that new world to come. While others who did not believe or, or yeah, others who did not believe will still perish in the world to come. So, but we who have gotten the chance to um, have access to the Holy Spirit, we will be judged just here on earth. But those who do not get the chance to meet Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, then they will give another chance to prove whether they actually believe in Jesus Christ or not. And therefore, would either be forgiven or not be forgiven. But Jesus tells us in Matthew 32 that those who blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, they stand no chance at all. Okay, so once you, you, you blaspheme against him here on earth, you will not be forgiven here on earth neither in the next world to come okay right so let's just let's just that was just a little bit before we just move on okay so um he said this because um it was by the holy spirit that he was casting out demons and performing signs and wonders so if they were slanting the medium he was a spirit they were blaspheming okay all right now paul said in first corinthians 2 4 to 5 my message in my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with the demonstration of the spirit's power 
so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. In this way, many Gentiles were brought to God. So the signs were for the Gentiles to believe in the power of a greater God. Okay, in Acts 19:11, the scriptures reveal that God gave um, Paul the power that is through the Holy Spirit to perform unusual miracles. What are these unusual miracles? When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Now, when a group of Jews tried to cast out evil spirits to using the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, one time a man possessed with an evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled naked and battered. This reveals that the kingdom is not just about words, but of power too. It is this spirit of might who gives the power to perform genuine miracles for the purpose of salvation and not personal gain. Please, are we getting it? So the spirit of might empowers his servants to perform the genuine miracles for the purpose of salvation, to gain more souls into the kingdom of God, not for personal gain. Alright, the spirit that works in false prophets is called the spirit, he's called false prophets. And we learn that this false prophet actually works for the beast. In the book of Revelation chapter 16, verse 13 to 14 and 19, 20, the Bible tells us respectively that, um, and I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. They are demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rulers of the world. Excuse me to say, including some rulers of the church, to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God the Almighty. 1926, and the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophets were thrown alive into the fairy lake of burning sulfur. Now the question is, how can we be sure you are under the genuine power and not being deceived. Because you see, the victims of deception in the world do not know that they are being deceived. Those in the false churches do not know that their prophets are false. They do not know. Okay, but how do you get to know that I am not being deceived? It is through the same spirit of truth. Now, God willing, tomorrow you will learn how you will be able to learn from the spirit that what i am under is actually genuine or it is not genuine father we thank you for your word today we pray as we pray constantly in the spirit father please grant us the power to fulfill all desires you place in our hearts to accomplish them may we also be filled with wisdom and your favor and may we grow up healthily and stronger spiritually each passing day in order to discern those things which are from you and those things which are not we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ with thanksgiving. Have a lovely day and stay blessed.